are live. Awesome. Welcome back. <laughs> hey, it's Heidi. And I'm Stefan. And this is Ice Cream Parlor. Yes. The podcast. The podcast where we watch horror movies and we talk about them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's simple, but it's hella fun. Yeah, we try to make it real fun. Um, how have you been, Heidi? Fill me in. What's new with you? Not a goddamn thing. No, really? I'm sure there's got to be something going <laughs> on with you we haven't talked about yet. How's uh, everything been since the last episode? So, what I didn't share in the last episode that has now impacted this episode, or this time frame, is mm -hmm. that I finally left my toxic job. Oh, right. That's right. You told me <laughs> something was up and then you were like, hey, I don't have a job anymore. I was like, what? Okay, that's so it crazy. Was like, it was out of a scene of The Office. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, hey, so I'm going to give you guys notice. And they're like, no, you're fired. Um, okay, severance. <laughs> Take your check and leave. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird, but I did get two weeks vacation. And I am so fucking lucky. I landed two amazing job offers wow yeah Good for you thank for you, you very congratulations. much so i'm still figuring out where i'm gonna go okay but it's still so fucking exciting and it feels nice to feel appreciated yeah because i work my ass off yeah well that's something that i felt that you know your old job they just i don't know i told you that before they didn't seem to appreciate you and you were working your ass off like you said and just it's good that you kind of severed the ties and you're moving on now that's good I'm, yeah well like most I'm happy like any end to anything right there's a grieving process mm -hmm. so i did that for about a day mm -hmm. and then the next day i took my kids to the zoo because they didn't have <laughs> school and i didn't have work and it was fun as shit well I um out. yeah and so it's a new chapter but it's exciting as fuck mm -hmm. um this is the only platform where I can curse as much as I do and be as vulgar as I am because I'm super corporate. Oh, right, right, <laughs> yeah. But um, but it is very exciting. Huh, well, so I'm glad that you have this platform too so that you can release and feel like a normal human being every once release in a while. Release the Kraken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's fun. Yeah. Um, let's see. What about you? Uh, we went to a concert together. Yeah, right. We went to a concert together. My friend uh, Tara, they, uh, her band, uh, Brilliant Lie, um, they're from Orlando, Florida. They've been touring all over the country. And they played here in downtown L.A. at this place called the Regent Theater. Yep, they sure um, did. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. The Regent apparently has this floor that is like it tilts down towards the stage. Right. It's like auditorium seating because I think that it used to be a movie theater. So it's on a slant. I because, guess that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, OK. Because right. I was like, somebody's going to twist an ankle. <laughs> I know. Yeah. If it was a crazy mosh pit. Definitely would have been that crazy. That would have been a, a bad one. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, they play, they kicked ass. I haven't seen them perform in years. So we got to hang out and, you know, catch up on old times. And it was good. I'm glad to see that they're touring. I'm happy for them. So she was fucking awesome, too. Like the whole band was. Yeah. They were great. Yeah. They were great. They're good people. So if you haven't uh, ever, if you're looking for new music, you want to check something out, check out A Brilliant Lie. I think it's at A Brilliant Lie on Instagram and probably A Brilliant Lie.com. Just Google so them, they'll pop up. The reason why I'm familiar with Tara is because she's also, 
She also sings on one of your DTI songs. She did. She did a feature on one of my songs. Um, I've also been working on a video for that song. So that's something I'm still in the works of finishing and trying to release. But in the meantime, I did get a new a video finally done and up online. I was at Barnes & Noble on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I found Trivial... Trivial... Push, per, trivial Pursuit. That word. <laughs> <laughs> I found that. For horror. It's like the history of horror, Trivial Pursuit edition. Well, that's what sounds fun. I um, love this is the most wonderful time of the year. I haven't played Trivial Pursuit in a long time, so horror edition. That sounds good. Well, yeah, I kicked your ass already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I wasn't trying to bring that up, but that's okay. Well, it threw me off. There's supposed to be a board and they like eliminated the board. They're just like, guess what? We're going to give you a die, die, one die with colors on it and a bunch of questions and cards. And it's like, that, that's the new board game is just <laughs> cards in a box. <laughs> All right. Well, it was fun. Yeah, I liked it. It, it was, was cool. Fun. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> you happened to beat me with uh, a, a, a question about your favorite movie. So lucky you, you've got Other face. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the easiest answer in the world. Yeah, that was so, fun. So uh, this week, we were supposed to do The Wizard of Gore. It's an HGL classic. It is fucking amazing. And we were ready to record. And suddenly, Netflix released Candyman. 1992's yeah. Clive Barker's Candyman. Yeah, and that movie was one that we've been talking about wanting to do for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just was something that we... Uh, we couldn't find we it. We couldn't find it. Yeah, we looked and it was like, it wasn't even available to like buy on Amazon or something, I think, right? Wasn't it just saying like put on the watch list, yeah. unavailable? Watch something? list, yeah. watch list. Oh, I hate the watch list. But thank you, Amazon. I mean, Netflix. Where did we find it? Netflix. Netflix, yeah. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Yeah. We were like, okay, let's go finish. Well, no, we were probably watching, trying to watch something oh, else. Cause... no. I was trying to watch American Psycho. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> just because we, you know, not even for the podcast, just to watch it. Right. And so, yeah, we saw Candyman there. And I mean, I've never seen it before. So I was kind of like, you know, this will be fun and interesting. I haven't but, seen Candyman since I was 10, maybe one other time since then, but not really. Uh, I don't remember too much from it. I remember the general idea. I remember you're not supposed to say Candyman right. more than That's like, what I those remember. five times. And then, um, and then you'll get attacked. It's kind of like a mix between um, Bloody Mary, mm-hmm. which I won't do ever, <laughs> and and the Hook Hand. Like you remember the story of these teenagers making out, and then there's um, I on the radio. I know what last summer. No. The Hook Hand. The Hook Hand. Okay, so there's a there's an urban legend that there's oh, urban legend was that the name of the movie. <laughs> what was the name of the movie? There's an from? actual urban legend. Oh, okay. About a guy with a hook hand. <laughs> about a, about teenagers in a car and they listen to the news broadcast and it says an escaped mental patient with a hook for a hand, you know, is on the loose. Be like, watch out. But then they're horny. So they turn it off and then they hear. And then the guy gets out and looks and there's a hook hanging from the door. Ooh, scary. It's scary when you're a teenager. I mean, when you're. Uh, a kid yeah sure but it's like a cross between those two so it's hook hand and it's 
Bloody Mary. Right. How, how many times have I said her name? I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I, I've never seen the movie, but I do remember the Candyman thing was something like, you don't want to say his name a certain amount of times because he's going to come out and get you or whatever. That's all I know about it, really. And it also takes place in Chicago. It Chicago. takes place in, um, in certain housing projects in Chicago. Right. And okay. it's, um, it's supposed to be like super fucking dangerous. Mm-hmm. All right. So The Candyman is 1992, directed by Bernard Rose. It's based on The Forbidden, written by Clive, Clive Barker, Barker, who is most famously, famously known, for, known for, um, for the Hellraiser series, Pinhead, exactly. The Cenobites. All that. Right. And it stars yeah. Virginia Madsen yeah. and Tony Todd. Who Virginia Madsen, I guess we're finding out now, is Michael Madsen's According sister. to a very quick Google search, yes. Yeah. And Tony Todd has two first names. Yeah. yeah. And the, apparently there's um, there's uh, Ted Raimi in this movie. And for those of you who know me, know that I am very interested in the fact that he played Joxer on Xena, Warrior Princess, and... <laughs> Hercules, the legendary, uh, what is it? The legendary adventures, the legendary adventures of Hercules. Um, that was Joxer. He was like, Joxer. he was the, he was like the, the uh, comedic relief. Um, he also happens to be Sam Raimi's brother. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi is a creator of evil dead, evil dead right. of which Ted Raimi was also a part of. Right. He was, uh, helped out in filming that. I think he might've even played the demon yes, or something. He did. Whatever, he yeah. played, he played some characters in yeah. that. Um, so quick synopsis, Helen and her best friend, Bernadette are writing a thesis on urban myths. When they accidentally summon the murderous Candyman, mm-hmm. their world is changed forever. Oh, scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking in my boots already. Candyman, 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 you Candyman. Know boots. <laughs> anyway, so um, we're gonna go check this movie out. Yeah, let's and go watch this thing. Candyman, Candyman. I just said it Candyman, four Candyman, times. I think. Candyman. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. We'll be right back. <laughs> we'll be right back. Have you ever heard of Candyman? And if you look in the mirror. You say his name five times. In cities everywhere. Candyman. They whisper his name. Right. Candyman. It's just a story. Candyman. Candyman. Just a ghost story. Candyman. An entire community starts attributing the daily horrors of their lives to a mythical figure. The legend first appeared in 1890. He was attacked, mutilated, and burned to death. Poor Candyman. Helen, a woman died in there. Leave it. Everyone knows he isn't real. That's modern oral folklore. Everyone. Except Helen Lyle. Bernadette. It ain't safe around here. That don't scare too easy. Wanna know about Vucigy? They ain't never gonna catch him. Who? Candyman. Who is that? I came for you. Do I know you? Now, she is about to discover. Helen? Get out! Get out! What's behind the mystery? You're sick. What's behind the legend? Listen, he's under the bed! Terrifying of all. Come with me. What's behind the mirror? 
to believe. Just beware. So we're back. And we're back. <laughs> yes. So I'm not even going to ask you because I know you enjoyed this movie. I'm going to share this part. When there was a crucial part in the story, you were putting some food in the microwave and you made a mad dash back to the living room. Well, it was the first reveal of the quote unquote candy man. So I didn't want to miss <laughs> that part. But yeah, I mean, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. I liked it. I do still want to talk about it because there's a lot of things. I mean, you know, it's a 90s movie, so we're always going to find little tidbits and things here and there. But um, I did like it overall. I would suggest maybe, you know, we'll get into it. I would suggest to watch it for sure. Um, but I could tell why you really liked it. Let's just put it that wow. way. Wow, yeah. that's presumptuous yeah, of especially you. since you said you were 10 when you first watched this. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> what do I like attack bees or something? <laughs> no, it's just it's it's very much so almost like a romantic love story of some sorts. It's kind you of Dracula that from this movie. Yeah, it's very Dracula esque. He's like, come I with don't know, me. I've never I came for you. Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> he's, you know, he's like, I came for you, and and uh, come be with me, and this and that. Yeah, but I don't think it was supposed to be romantic. I mean, it may have started as. Intent, the intention may have been romance, but eh, we'll get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. All right. So, um, what, where do you want to start? Right at the beginning? So, the movie starts like this. Yeah, go ahead. There is this girl named Clara. 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 And she is a 90s white girl. Tall, thin, blonde. And she is babysitting the Johnson's baby. Uh, an infant, really. Not even a toddler. And while she's babysitting this um, this little boy, this boy named Billy comes over. Boy, as in a teenager on yeah. this mar- motorcycle. We find that's out that Joxer. Oh, right, uh, that's Joxer. Yeah. <laughs> they we come find over. out that that's not even that's her not boyfriend. Even, not even yeah. her boyfriend. They just want some hanky panky. Because mm-hmm. she's with Michael or whoever the fuck <laughs> is. <it. laughs> um, and they start getting hot and heavy. It's an infant. Infants mostly sleep. You can have sex all the time, really. As long as they're not in the same room with you. <laughs> <laughs> so they're um, they're getting hot and heavy and they make their way to the bathroom. And Clara's like, have you heard of the legend of Candyman? Um, yeah, what a weird time him. to bring that up. Yeah, too. that's fucking weird. Yeah. And so together they say the name four times. Mm-hmm. And, and he stops. And he's like, and she, he stops at four and she goes, four is the record, just so you know. So it's like, <laughs> have you done this before? Like, what the hell? How many billies are there? Yeah. So she, um, but she says, you know, then Billy starts being out with her some more and he's like trying to get, he's trying to get some in. She's like, not here. I have something planned for you. Go away downstairs. Yeah. So he, little horn dog, goes downstairs and is waiting for her. Well, I mean, she, you know, he's hoping to get lucky. So, yeah. Yeah, she she's is. the one playing all the games. Like he's just like, please be the, you know, like let's do it now. Have enough. How about now? How about now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's all like, oh, no, I got a surprise. Well, first you have the money, then you have the power, then mm-hmm. you get the pussy. <laughs> what if you already have pussy? Yeah. <laughs> so she's in her. She's in the bathroom by herself, mm-hmm. 
And she says Candyman one more time. Right, which it's like just a matter of five times doesn't mean if the same person has to say it, But she was saying it with him. Oh, right, right. So that was her fifth time. Okay. And so she turns off the light and and says the fifth time. And that was the trigger, I guess, Mm -hmm. because she gets sliced and diced. Yep. Just like the fairy tale goes. Yeah. He guts her with his hook. Turns out somebody else is actually telling us this story. Right? Right. And they're telling the story to Helen, who is, what is her name? Uh, Virginia Madsen's character. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, Billy, his hair went white from fright after seeing Clara's body and the body of the baby because the Candyman also killed the baby. Yeah. Why would he kill the baby, though? He's just ruthless. He's ruthless. He's just a badass motherfucker. He's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. He's like the evil shaft. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that one, dude. <laughs> we see, um, we, we meet Helen. Yeah. And Bernadette. Right, right. And Bernadette her is her best friend. Right, the curly yeah. hair girl. Yeah. Yeah. And she um, is also, that I mentioned, she's also Jodie Foster's best friend in Silence of the Lambs. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Maybe I, I mentioned it. Maybe you did. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> so. So, okay. So we meet uh, Helen and Bernadette. Yeah, and they're gathering data in order to write their thesis on the Candyman, a local urban legend. Uh-huh. Um. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to be masters in storytelling. I don't know what the fuck. But that's what they're writing the thesis on. That's the premise of the movie. Um, We then follow Helen as she enters a university, specifically a a classroom in the university. Her husband is the professor. Mm -hmm. We don't know that yet exactly. We we find out that she's the professor's wife. um, Because after class... She goes down to talk to him and he's surrounded by a few kids or well, a few students because they're in college, right? So mm-hmm. not kids. Yeah. One of those people is Stacy. Who's like, mm, hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and they have a, a stare down like immediately, Virginia Madsen, yeah. and Helen, whatever, and Stacy. And they're just like, mm-mm-mm. And so, so he's obviously having an affair. He's denying it. And she yeah. says, I believe you, but knows better. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it yet. Let's just keep going on. So, yeah. Later on, Helen is... Entering all of her data, all of her findings in this relic of a Doogie Howser computer. Oh, right. Yeah. That blue screen with the, like <laughs> the, the eight green font. font. Yeah. <laughs> DOS, like uh, MS DOS version. Yeah, Actually, so that was probably an IBM Mac or something like that. She's entering the data and she's playing back the recordings from all the other interviews that she and Bernadette have been doing. And so she's just, she's typing in all the information and rec- playing the, the, the recordings. And that's when a cleaning lady comes in and she's like, oh, you're doing a story on the Candyman? Are you studying studying the Candyman? I know somebody who witnessed it. Right. Right. So (laughs) that's when Helen gets to meet. Can I meet your friend? Yeah. And also she's like, yells out in the hallway. Her name is Kitty. Kitty, get your ass over here. (laughs) She lives in the projects where, um, she didn't say get your ass over here. I know. I'm just She's actually very polite and professional. I'm joking. (laughs) But. I know it's hard to tell jokes these days, but go ahead. Kitty comes in. Yeah. And she tells her about the slaughter of Ruthie Jean, who was supposed to have been killed by the Candyman. 
Ruthie Jean is not the... She's not your lover. She died. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, She's right. Dead. She tells her about the story that how she was like gutted. Yeah. Right? Well, this is what she says. She said, there was a lady in the tub, Ruthie Jean, who heard a noise. And it sounded like somebody was coming in through the walls. Yeah. So she screamed and called the police. And the police didn't come. Right. They didn't believe and her. And then she heard it again and called the police again. And they didn't come. And she called the police. Um, and then, so there was a twice. And then somebody else had to call the police because there was screaming. Yeah. The police didn't show up. No. Finally, she was found. Found where? In the bathroom. And that? she had split, <laughs> been split open with a hook. Right. Yeah. And sometimes I pause to collect my thoughts. I gotcha. It's a long <laughs> pause there. So long the cops time. don't seem to give a fuck about Southside Chicago. Well, growing up in South Central, cops are like that. Yes, I know. I understand. So during her research, Helen finds out that her apartment building, where she lives in a luxury Mm high-rise, is actually an exact replica of the Cabrini Green housing projects where the Candyman is supposed to be his, you know, housing his entity. Yeah, so like what I got out of that was like, they're on opposite sides of town, but they were like built the same exact way. And so she recognized it because like the blueprints are the same. They were supposed to be. Okay. So they're real life projects. Right. All right. And real life. And also in the story, it's let's build these projects. And then they saw one as slums. And then the other ones, they realized these are great views. We can make these into luxury apartments. We can make this different. And so that's what it was. But they were built exactly the same way. Right. Okay. And in all of that, she finds that the flaw there lies in the bathroom where Ruthie Jean was found. Right. In that the medicine cabinets, there isn't a wall that separates them. Right. So she takes Bernadette, because Bernadette is studying with her. Um, She takes Bernadette into the bathroom and they pull off her medicine cabinet and push through the medicine cabinet for the vacant apartment next door. Right. Now, mind you, this was a ghetto project. Like the guys were like, you ain't going in there, remember? Like before they even entered the building. This is in her apartment. Still. Oh, this is still in her apartment. Yeah, yeah in her right. apartment, she pushes through the um, the, yeah. the vacant apartments mm-hmm. next door, right? And you see that you can look right through it, right? And the girls are kind of like, "Oh, this is funny." Oops, ouch. Sorry, I'm still getting used to it. She's like joking around a little bit. And yeah, saying- they're joking around, and then the girls decide to summon the Candyman. They say his name five times. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. Yeah. They didn't turn off the light. I wonder if the light had something to do with it. Yeah. And then the I, was, I was wondering about later on, like, if you, if, you know, that's something else. Like, okay, you say it five times, it doesn't happen right away, and then it creeps up on you. You, you know, that's even more like scary. Like Samara in the ring? Yeah. Like, you don't know when it's going to happen, but it could happen a little bit later. So in the beginning, yeah. you're like, ah, nothing happened. But then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> so really quick. The Caprini Howji. Caprini Howji. <laughs> the Cabrini Green housing projects <laughs> were very real. Yeah. They were plagued by crime and poverty even after the demolition. It's cool. In the 80s, an obvious an obvious publicity stunt by one of the by the mayor, um, in order to show that it was livable. Mm-hmm. Um, she moved in to the housing projects, but she only stayed for three weeks. It was bad. It was bad. There were a lot of high-profile crimes um, in the 90s. 
including the 1997 assault of a nine-year-old girl. Man. A brutal one. Ouch. She was, uh, she was attacked. She was raped. She was strangled. She was poisoned. She was crushed. And she managed to survive. She's blind and probably has a fuck ton of PTSD right now. This is a real but, yeah, story that she, you're me she, She's real. She survived. Um, but those guys were caught ultimately because the community helped find them because that was a nine-year-old fucking little girl. Yeah, fucked up. Fuck that. But in the movie, it's still the same. It is a fucked up neighborhood. And when they talk about it, they said, oh, yeah, a little boy died there recently, got shot there recently. Yeah, little. She, and um, Helen goes, yeah, every day. It happens every day. In real life, um, I think he was a seven-year-old boy who was shot there, too, mm. like uh, in the 90s. So it's a fucked up place, fucked up place to be. So, of course, Helen and Bernadette decide to go looking for answers there. Yeah. Right? Sure. Why not? Because it's it's conducive to the plot of the movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, they, they, you know, it's funny because uh, Bernadette kind of is like, hey, you're not supposed to be over here. Just They're walking. driving there and Bernadette yeah. has maize. She has the pepper spray. She has this. She has that. Putting it in her sure. bag. And Helen is like you're overreacting and she's like you're not reacting enough <laughs> yeah yeah so apparently there are real gangs in the movie oh you mean those guys that are like in the actors they're like yeah real so gang when members? they when they pull up to the projects they're getting catcalled and pseudo threatened by these gang members that are outside right many of them are real gang members sorry that's right. Many of them are real gang members. Really? Because um, they have they paid them and included them in filming so that they can kind of keep an eye, keep tabs on them, make sure that they're safe. Yeah. This was the early 90s. I mean, Boys in the Hood had just come out and shit was still like kind of rough, you know, like, yeah, you I think at that point in time, it, it was uh, something where, you know, you'd rather have them on your side. So, you know, well, if you're making like a street hood movie from from. In my experience, the 90s was dangerous anyway because we had the riots. Mm -hmm. Right. April 26, 1992. Yeah. There was a riot in the street. Where were you? Where were you? (laughs) (laughs) Watching Candyman. But yeah, the 90s were a difficult time. I was in middle school then. But the 80s were a difficult time too because we lived in a different area. We were not in South Central yet. But we were in a place where there were drive-bys at my elementary school on a regular basis. At elementary school? Elementary wow. school. You guys started them young. School, there was a high school up the street. So, so they were trying to shoot that at the high school, but... They... Well, so it was <laughs> my elementary school. Across the street was a park and a rec center where all the gangs hung out. Mm-hmm. And then up the street was a high school. So it was like a Bermuda Triangle of pain and death. Gangs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I, I... Well, you made it. Aside from the riots, I thought the 90s were okay. <laughs> so... Yeah, let's continue. Okay, so so they, the housing projects are what you think a regular Chicago projects housing projects looks like. Yeah. Um, it is. It's run it looks down, smelly. It's graffiti. It's run down. Smelly, graffiti yeah. everywhere. Um, noises, dogs barking, that kind of thing. You know, um, really sketchy looking people hanging out. <laughs> right, and just everything is just dark, and it's a dark feeling. So while they're there, once they get past the initial people standing outside that are trying to harass them, uh-huh. they make their way in and they're looking for the apartment of Ruthie Jane, who right. was the woman who was slaughtered by right. the Candyman, supposedly. Ruthie Jane. 
was the one who slaughtered. <laughs> Doesn't work. So Helen's taking Sorry. pictures of the graffiti and along the walls, along the doors. And when she's taking pictures of a door, Eleni opens a door with her Rottweiler. Mm-hmm. Right. Scares the shit out of him. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, she's so ballsy, this uh, Helen character. She's just like, oh, no, I can do all this. It doesn't matter. She's not even thinking well, like you know why? somebody's going to like kill her or something. Why? Because she's a privileged white woman. Privileged white person. Right. But still, like, I don't know. I mean, you'd think that she'd have a little bit more common sense than that. Well, here's the thing. If you are sheltered and not really aware of what's out there, even if you have heard stories, mm-hmm. you think, eh, they're exaggerating and they're going to just do whatever. So once this woman opens a door and scares them with, the, with her fucking dog, they find the apartment. And they make their way inside. They find where the person would have broken through the bathroom window, the bathroom mirror, mm-hmm. to kill Ruthie. Mm-hmm. Right? They find that the medicine cabinet has come off and yeah. there's a hole going in through going the, other the other side. side yep. And what does Helen do? Without even thinking, she's like, I'm going to go through there. I'm going to get like through this little hole to the other side and see what's going on. And she's a fucking disgusting woman, I swear to God. Like, (laughs) she's wearing gloves because it's cold. Yeah. But she's touching everything, and then she's touching her face. Right. And you're like, oh my God, wash your (laughs) Yeah, that's one of those things. I I wouldn't have really probably noticed it at first, but then once you pointed it out, I saw it every time. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) she just touched that. It's gross. And then she touched her face, or she did this. It was pretty, uh, yeah. I'm somewhat of a germaphobe. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I've never thought about it in movie sense before, but you were right with this one. Like there was shit smeared on the walls and she <laughs> opened up like the the stalls she's and like, shit. Oh, and then she's touch like, the oh, toilet. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> toilet and touch her face. Gross. But, Gross. So, mm-hmm. so, so she goes in there and she's exploring. What does she find when she's exploring? Uh, well, the first thing that she, I mean, like. But she, she goes fine. In, like there's okay, this so huge mural where Helen she keeps goes walking in through. through the mirror and she goes into the other apartment. Yeah. Another abandoned uh-huh. um, apartment. And it's dark. It looks like there's blood everywhere. But there's really a bunch of murals. And the murals are all of this person. This candy the man candy person. man. The candy man. And we know who the candy man is because we saw the trailer. It's Tony Todd. So, and all the pictures look very much like him. Yeah, I mean, we saw the opening scene, too. So as a, a audience member, we know who he is or at least what he looks like at this point in time. But he hasn't made his grand entrance yet. Nah, no, yeah. no, no. He's going to do it in a very great way. Yeah. So, but what I remember is like this big mural where it's like his mouth and that's the hole that you go through is like his his mouth. Yeah, and it's a great yeah. painting, but it's almost scary as shit because his eyes are yeah, supposed like, to be ah. very like open and expressive, yeah. but also scary. Yeah. And what's also in there is uh sweets, like candies, but like chocolates with razor blades in them. Oh right. Which wasn't yeah. exactly explained. Yeah, right. What was that all about? She like broke one open and it was a razor blade inside. Yeah. Yeah. She's an idiot because I think she cut herself. Yeah, she did. She- she did cut her, I don't know. She's, right. She isn't kind of an idiot, you know. So Helen runs... Yeah. Yeah, she's kind of a really big idiot. Helen runs out of film. So she goes back to where Bernadette is and she tells right. her, I need more I film. I need more film. And they get interrupted <laughs> by the fucking Rottweiler and Anne-Marie, the owner. That was the woman who opened the door earlier and caught them. Mm-hmm. Right. So Anne-Marie lets them into her home. 
and we find that she lives there with her Rottweiler and baby Anthony. Yeah, and so this moment, I was kind of a little bit thrown off with the movie, and let me tell you why. Because it was built up with this huge, like, and I know you saw it when you were 10, and you, it had some deeper meanings, and you're connected to the movie. But, like, if you think about it, it was all like, you're in the scary part of town. You shouldn't even be here. Bitch, get the fuck out of these projects. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, come have a check on my baby, and this is my little house. Like, I thought she was, like, protecting some, like, trap house drug, uh, you know, where they're bagging up drugs or some shit. But it just happened to be that she's a woman with a baby and a Rottweiler in an apartment. And at this point in time, it would, I was like, did a woman write this? I don't know, because it felt really like like feminine and really girly and really like, oh, I'm going to talk about our baby now. And, oh, I love you. And let's you're nice. And let's share stories. So. <laughs> I am very glad that you have never had to live in that kind of area. But just so that you're aware... People like that do exist in areas like that. That's true. That is a I know, very I know. real representation <laughs> of a community <laughs> of the projects. It's a very real representation. People live in the middle of gangland. People live in the middle of I housing projects where I know other people do. are getting tossed aside and and then killed all day. Right. I got that. I got that. Like, I'm not dismissing that part of it. So, but, yeah, a woman wrote it, first of all. <laughs> first of all, a woman would not have written that this woman walked out of her apartment with a Rottweiler <laughs> with her baby sleeping by himself in the apartment like that. A woman would not have written that. A woman would not have written that she is touching everything all around and then is touching her face. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I like how you put put all that together. Well, look, what I'm trying to say is that I also f I felt like this started to become a chick flick. So well, I don't care who wrong. wrote it, but it started you're to become wrong. a chick because flick. Because it didn't, it, it's no, no. It's <laughs> it did, so No, like, oh my gosh, no. Like, okay. Totally did, though, for a minute. Anne-Marie was there because she confirmed Kitty's story. She heard Ruthie screams. I know, I know. Like her, she's her the one who called nine one one. She's the one who called nine one one. She is the one who had to wait for everybody to come and uh, and and help. She said she said that herself. She said nobody comes here. Yeah. yeah. And another reason why she was there was because she let them enter her home and show them that people actually live there, not thugs, not gang members, not drug dealers, not serial killers, people fucking live there asshole <laughs> so and she says that not all the residents are like those quote assholes downstairs right, is what right. she says okay right. okay that is the purpose for that scene She's just trying to make it more realistic but it is what it's it is i mean the guys are yelling up the stairs like that's realistic Popo's coming whatever that's realistic yeah but then like i used to live in pico I feel like Union, they would have like and there I is you don't say five O. There is a sound calls, that you yeah. emit. <laughs> I know those little prison calls. And so shit anyway, like <laughs> she also talks about how when white people show up, they aren't exactly cordial. So she was surprised that Helen wanted to shake her hand and talk to her. Yeah, I just I don't know. I, I all right. Well, let's run with it. I I felt that it got a little chick flicky right there, but hey, that's my opinion. <sighs> 
I, I love when you're wrong, but it's very frustrating. So anyway. That's how I felt about the movie. Trevor, Bernadette, Helen, and Philip, who is Trevor's friend, are at dinner. Wow, what was that? Dinner. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Trevor is um, a professor, and Philip is his friend. And he um, is like a big shot apparently. And he is pretty much laughing at the thesis that Bernadette and Helen are writing because the candy oh, man yeah. is something he wrote about 10 years ago. So he's of course the he's the, the expert. He's the, he's the only one that knows anything about he's it. He's the long hair guy, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's weird. He looked like he was playing a character of Ben Franklin. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. His, I liked his tactic of like, um, she was like, "What you you don't know? You haven't read my paper." And then, just to put her down, he just starts laughing. He's like, ah. "So he's very and much." It's like it makes her feel like, "What the fuck? This guy's laughing." This is how like, else I'm you know stupid. a woman didn't write this because it was this part is supposed to be a woman being empowered to go take the next steps and and learn about something, even though a man put her down. But it was done in such a stupid way. Like, <laughs> that's how you know what men wrote it. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay. so, well, Clyde Barker wrote Hellraiser, which was also, even though it was scary, it was very much a love story. Maybe he was in love. So, Philip does tell them about the legend, though. All right. Here is a legend. The Candyman was the son of a slave who became, a pros- who became prosperous after developing a system for mass-producing shoes. Uh, during the Civil War. He grew up in polite society and was a well-known artist. Um, and people would come to him to commission paintings. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. All was good until he fell in love and fathered a child with a woman who ha- he had been hired to paint. Mm. Yeah. Everything always yeah. goes to shit when you fall in love. So, so this was in the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. The Candyman was um, set up by a lynching mob and uh, led by the love. A lynching mob? Lynch mob. They lynch and the the act of lynching is is present tense, but you just call them a lynch lynch mob. A lynch mob. Lynch mob, I think. So hired by the father of the woman. And they cut off his painting hand and replaced it with a A hook. hook. Yeah. By the way, I'm no way... An expert in lynch mobs, or do I condone <laughs> lynching, <laughs> lynching or lynching any of any of the? I condone lynching. Lynching, yeah. He was smeared with honey stolen from the nearby apiary, which we found out. Apiary. What's apiary apiary? What's that? is where they keep bees. Oh, for okay. Honey. Oh, right. So this is where the bee thing comes into play. Yep. Okay. And so. Um, they stole the honey and they rubbed it all over him and the bees came and started attacking him and he was stung mm-hmm. to death. All right. Right. Yeah. He was stung to death. What a way to go. Mm-hmm. Like one bee sting is bad enough to get stung so all, all over. So all of this took place. And die. Yeah. All of this took place where the Cabrini Green Projects now stands. Mm-hmm. However, Tony Todd, you know, throughout the filming of this, he added um, a part, a clause in his contract that every time he got stung by a bee, he'd get a thousand dollars. Really? He was stung twenty three times. <laughs> so he got twenty three grand for it, just for being stung. Wow, that's cool. Well, yeah. I wonder how many of those things were. <laughs> were well, so I, I read somewhere things. that they had to um, kind of 
cultivate bees just for this movie. They had to be exactly 12 weeks old because they were big enough to look like full-grown bees, but also not big enough so that their sting was deadly. That's so it was a like a very small window. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah. So some time passes and Helen goes by a second time. But Anne-Marie isn't there. Right. But now I'm sitting a- outside of Anne-Marie's door is Jake. We made this a new little kid, yeah. A little boy who looks to be about eight or nine. But he acts like he's like... 89. Like he looks <laughs> like he's the guy who's seen everything on the block. Let me tell you something, youngin. <laughs> yeah. So I'm confused about Jake. I don't know if he's a homeless kid or his mom just doesn't give a shit or his mom's always working or whatever the case is. But he would never see his parent. No, but I think he's like one of those, you know, little kids that gets, you know, he's like works for the drug runners. Like he probably is like. So I'm wondering, okay, let's get past this section here and then I will tell you what my thoughts were. Okay. Um, so the actor apparently that played Jake was called One Take Jake or something like that because he was able to do all of his line in one take. That's what I'm saying. Experienced actor. You He's see an experienced that? actor. Wasn't he in Child's Play like two or three or something like that? I, I don't know. That was the when, one where they go to the military? Yes. Maybe. I don't remember that one that well, but. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just being racist. <laughs> Hopefully not. I never am. Yeah, never. never, No, no. It's all jokes, folks. So Jake shows her, tells her the story of a little boy. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, this is And is making their way to to show where the Candyman, quote, lives. Um, He shows her to the restroom where he said a boy was castrated by the Candyman. Yeah, and this is a boy who was also handicapped. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So this little boy... (laughs) Was with his mom in Little Market across the street from the park. The park is where those restrooms are. And the little boy kept making noises and stuff. And the mother said, just go wait outside. Yeah. And so she can finish grocery shopping. Right. And she gets her groceries and she hears screaming. And she and this is where they show actual, like, um, they mm-hmm. show the story. They show, yeah. Um, and so there's this. Uh, she's trying to run across the street, but everybody knows the Candyman lives there, so they're holding her back. Uh-huh. And uh, Jake says that the toughest guy there went to go check it out. And he went inside the bathroom, and not even being there five minutes, he came out, I his can't. hair was white from fright. Right. And when he went in there, he said the boy was holding himself right. covered in blood, mm-hmm. and they found his penis in the toilet. Yes. Ouch. That's got to hurt. Just and, thinking about it hurts. Oh, my gosh. That poor Just kid. Just thinking about it hurts. But it was covered in blood. Of course it was. Why wouldn't it? It's gross. Oh, my God. Poor kid. So Helen doubts this. And so she decides. I think she, he used the hook to pull that thing off or he just yank it. Do you really want me to tell you how I think he did it? <laughs> so she doubts it. So she goes inside the bathroom for more pictures. It's fucking gross in there yeah they're all that's where she's written in what looks like shit right and that's where she's opening the stall with her gloves doing all this stuff with her gloves and i'm like you're fucking disgusting (laughs) because not only that she's touching things and she's touching her camera and she's putting her camera on her face Mm -hmm. which is transferring the germs over oh my god people carry wipes so when she's there and she's taking pictures some dudes walk in yeah they do this guy he's like a fake a tall black guy in black coat coat Mm -hmm. with a hook hook. in his hand not hook for a hand right comes in and tells her 
You're looking for the Candyman? Well, you found him, bitch. Yep. And attacks her. Yeah, he smacks her right in the face, like right in the eye with the the hook, the blunt end of the hook, like the round he part. He didn't hit her in the eye, though. He hit her on the side, side of, of the, the head. Thing. Right, but her eyes swell up. Yeah, and, and I'm wondering if all they did was that. Well, that's what I think. They just knocked her out. Bam, and she fell, and she was bleeding, and they left. Because they you see them walking Open out right wounds. away. In that bathroom? Ugh, disgusting. Ugh, my gosh. Anyway, this bathroom is fucking gross. Yeah, so she didn't even learn a lesson after getting hit in the head by this fake candy man. Dude. Well, here's what I'm thinking. What if Jake did that on purpose? Jake set her up? Why not? I don't know. He he looked very sympathetic, though, afterwards. Like, Well, oh, yeah, because he's still a kid. <laughs> I don't know. Most kids laugh at people when they get hurt. No, so. that's not true. <laughs> All right, at the police station... Helen is able to identify her attacker and the police are excited because normally people there don't want to identify or testify against anybody attacking them. Right. And so um, they're saying that, um, she picks them out of a lineup. She picks them out of a lineup, but the police officer is so excited because he says, you know, and then the, and the story now is in the projects that all this time it was just a guy saying he was a candy man to kind of from that, from that, um, infamous um the what the opening murder scene you're talking about no, no um how do i say this from the infamy that is Candyman. oh right he's taking that reputation, taking reputation. and building himself up mm-hmm. and he's going by the candy mat yeah so that's how he's keeping the community in check right but now that she's able to identify him and testify against him he is no um he's no longer able to worm free because the police know about him and all of his crimes. They just couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Gotcha. Um, later on, after, uh, later on, the candy man confronts Helen in the parking lot of the university. So this is where yeah. I came. I was again a little bit hungry and I'm kind of like bored. Cause again, I was starting to think like chick flick, but then I was like, let me get some food. I didn't ask you to pause the movie. I just went and got some food real quick and warmed it up. And, and all of a sudden I, I was like, oh, shit, this is the scene where he's coming. So Well, she had just met with Bernadette <laughs> because at this point, Helen is swollen-eyed, right. like whatever. She's recovering. and um, It recovered Bern- pretty quickly, actually. Yeah, and Bernadette gave her um, you know, film from the camera that was stomped mm-hmm. on or whatever. And so she's happy. And she's leaving. And she's in the parking lot. They returned into slides. Yeah, the candy man calls to her and she seems to fall into a hypnotic state where she where he, when he speaks to her like he'll speak to her and she'll suddenly be mm-hmm. like this and he says some weird stuff I like have to go. come be my next victim and shit like that he says helen i came for you yeah be my victim be my victim i am the writing on the wall I the whisper the in the classroom without these i am nothing <laughs> he is upset with her yeah. because she quote caught the candy man but in doing that, people stop believing in him. And that's how he gets his power. His What he calls his congregation has left him because he no longer has the power. Sorry. Because he no longer, because he no longer um, is feared. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of these movie monsters, you know, they tend to get their power from the belief in them. So as soon as you start to not believe in them anymore, they are powerless almost mm-hmm. so something to keep in mind so she wakes up to screaming and in a pool of blood oh man <laughs> inside oh, of a bathroom God. inside Anne marine's house 
Yes, and she's oh my they're screaming. God. She's screaming, checking herself screaming. to see if she's stabbed. There's, it's not her blood. Nope, not her blood. She opens the door, and the dog is dead. The head is just there it's with a meat just cleaver, the head. and yes. there's a meat cleaver. And Emery, I mean, Howland does what? She picks it up like a dumb idiot. idiot. <laughs> picks it up. She picks it up. Picks it up, and then she's like, and walks she opens out the, the bedroom one. door, <laughs> and it's Anne Marie. Screaming because the room is full of blood and her baby yeah. is missing. No, I think the baby's there, but no. Oh, right, no, that's right. Missing. Anthony's missing. Yes, that's right. But there's blood but everywhere. She sees her with the meat cleaver and immediately she's like, "You killed my fucking kid. Where's my kid?" Fight. And yeah. there's a fight scene and. And Marie, let me tell you, she's not one to fuck with. She gets Helen's head and starts slamming it into the floor. But mm. Helen has a meat cleaver, so bam, she slices bam, bam. her arm. <clears throat> yeah, she cuts and her that's up. When, and that's when police come and arrest Helen. Yeah. Which is probably... Well, they one. catch her like this with their arm straight up with a cleaver in her hand about to, like, chop fucking right. uh, Anne-Marie up even more. The police arrest Helen, mm-hmm. which is probably the least believable part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, at the end of the day... Helen's probably not in reality the one that's going to get arrested. You think in that situation? I mean, like she because was, they were both fighting and rolling around. But she was like mid swing. I mean, I'd be. I'm not saying that there aren't some like okay. Cops I mean, out there. I don't want to get political about it. Yeah, just mid swing, man. She was red handed, literally. <laughs> Oops, sorry. So sorry. Helen gets arrested, taken down to the precinct. And she tries to call Trevor, but he's not home. Nope. It's 3 a.m. husband, Trevor, right? Yeah. yeah. He's not home. We know this because her phone's ringing in her apartment and her apartment is empty. Well, he says he was sleeping. Yeah. Suddenly, he comes to the jail and she bails, he bails her out. Yeah, in a very and unbelievable way. Because supposedly it- because they're hoping that she will lead them to where the baby is. Well, yeah, and he's he gets to just go directly to the jail cell and take her out from the jail cell. That that's not how it works. She mm-hmm. would have been released somewhere. But when I've had to bail people out, it's like oh, I got to take my card to a bail bondsman to see if they can use this as collateral. Yeah, it's a whole mess. Oh. But you don't get to go all the way to the jail cell and walk in there and <laughs> take the person out from there. Like it's, I mean, I don't know. Back then, it so, might have been a little bit different than now, but still, I don't think it was like that. That's a little far-fetched. So back at home, Trevor has to leave her alone just for a little bit because he has to run down to the school. Mm-hmm. He has to run down to the mm-hmm. school. School spelled S-T-A-C-Y. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> so while he's gone, she's going through a bit of the film that um, Bernadette had developed for her. Yeah. And she sees a picture of herself in the mirror where there's also a reflection of the candy man. Yeah. She has to like focus it a little bit because she's not. She doesn't yeah, show but he's like standing behind her, right behind her. Yeah. So she freaks out. So she walks to the bathroom, and that's where the Candyman comes back for another visit. So the hook comes bursting through the medicine cabinet wall, and she goes running, fucking out to yeah. the front door, leaves the into the hallway. All this time, he's saying, "Believe in me. Be my victim." Mm-hmm, be and my she victim. runs to the kitchen and grabs a knife. Which is really her demise. Well, this is after she ran outside. She ran outside, saw him in the hallway, and ran back mm-hmm. inside. Yep. yep, grabs a knife. He says, I have the child. Allow me to take you, or he dies in your place. <laughs> Apparently, her identification of an actual person as a candy man led to his congregation, blah, 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 blah. So that's what he was telling her. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, at the same time that she's, try- she's about to get, you know, sliced and diced, 
Bernadette stops by for a visit with flowers, no less. Mm-hmm. So Helen um, tries to call out and tell us her run or whatever. Yeah, she, Even though she spends all her energy saying, Bernadette, go. She could have just said, run, bitch. Right. Well, she got a little, I don't know if the neck injury, because she, he like slit her. But he, he, she also falls into like, like a hypnotic trance. Right, yeah. So even though she's telling Bernadette to run, all she can get out is Bernadette, Bernadette go. go. Yeah. Bernadette walks in. And as she walks in, the door slams shut. Mm-hmm. And all we see is her face. And she's scared. Right. She's scared. And she died. Yeah. Well, she does see um, Candyman. Well, yeah. That's why she was scared. Right. Yeah. Like you see a quick glimpse of his face. Um and then yes, she's she dies. Then what's her name? Helen ends up waking up like in a hospital bed or something. And Helen uh, is covered in in blood again, and has a knife in her hand again, and is found by Trevor in their kitchen. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> Trevor's like, what the fuck? She wakes up in the bedroom. She's bound and drugged, and she's trying to figure out what happened. She runs away from the officer that's watching her in her bedroom into the living room and that's where we see Bernadette is split open. Next thing you know They have like her face covered with some sort of a mask but her body's there and it's like I didn't think she was covered in a mask. No? I thought they might have had some sort of like face covering over the mask. I don't think so. So? She's taken to a psych ward and we know that it's a psych ward because it's an isolated room so she's um restrained and she's upset because they're leaving her there restrained and she's saying she can't bite back she can't defend herself that way so of course they leave her alone and she's visited by the candy man again yeah he's like hovering over her just coming down from the ceiling mm-hmm. and again he's saying she, like join me or or uh, believe in me be my victim or something yeah and so she's calling him a murderer and screaming at him um but a month later she wakes up and she didn't know she's been there for a month already. No, right. Went by pretty quick. Yeah. And she's being in a month. Remember, it's been a month. A month. I know. And she's being interviewed by a psychologist. And she sees in the psychologist's office that there's a recording of her arrival there when she was supposedly visited by the Candyman. And the psychiatrist is hearing her call somebody a murderer and then saying somebody's under the bed. But the camera shows that there's absolutely nobody, nobody there. there. Right. So the psychiatrist. So the psychologist is uh, trying to figure out what's wrong. He's saying, hey, were you visited by this guy? Because he's trying to help her. But then the candy man arrives and kills the psychologist. Yeah, just pretty much splits him right up the back. Yeah. <laughs> wonder if he went like... I don't know. But he also then cuts the restraints that are holding Helen into the wheelchair that she yeah, was in. Yeah, again, like she's just going to get blamed for all this because... Well, she knows that, so she takes off. Mm-hmm. He and, flies backwards out the window, the glass breaks, and then and the she alarm goes off. Yeah, and then she escapes through the same window. So she takes off from the <laughs> hospital because she didn't want to be blamed for it. And she runs home. And she runs home and she gets there and she finds out that Trevor is a hoe. Trevor's a hoe. And Stacy has painted Who is her painted her house apartment Pepto Bismol pink. Pepto Bismol pink, yeah. Oh my god. It's pretty horrible looking, yes. It's horrible looking, but then also, (sighs) Helen is distraught, of course, and she's saying to Trevor, you were all I had left. Yeah, now she doesn't even have him. So defeated, 
Mm-hmm. She's like, I guess I have to be this guy's victim. I have to save Anthony, baby Anthony. So she goes to Cabrini Green Housing Projects. She wants to back conf- to where it all started. Yeah, she yeah. wants to confront the Candyman, and she wants to find baby Anthony. Right. But she gets there, into his lair, and he's lying on what looks like an altar. Right. He's like sleeping. The wait, uh, you're talking about the baby or no Candyman? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's like sleeping. She has a hook in her hand, similar to his, and she's gonna like try to kill him or stab him or whatever. And she does. And he wakes up. She's startled and she stabs him in the chest. Yeah, his eye just opens like quick, like I'm looking right at you. Nope, he's not injured. And she's hypnotized again. Yeah. You see a little bit of blood kind of fly out from, you know, him, but he's not injured. But she does surrender to him. And they dance. In that moment, yeah. Yeah. It gets to that point, yeah. So, And that's why I was saying, is this sort of like, again, like kind of like a Dracula-type love story-type thing going on? He's like, be with me, be my victim, let's dance the night away. Well, no, he wasn't (laughs) dancing with her really in that sense. But they did cut it down a lot because they didn't want to create yet another interracial relationship barrier that would keep the movie from succeeding well i i mean so what do you mean barrier because i thought it was very progressive for them to you know it was kind of like right a, but it was the 90s and a lot of people were not progressive yeah but that's what jungle also fever the, came out and they had uh, yeah and that was a lot of backlash yeah. jungle fever didn't come out to wow this is the most amazing movie <laughs> i've ever seen it came out to what the fuck are you guys yeah, doing what are you guys doing so um <laughs> as progressive as some of the movies in the 90s were people in the 90s in general were not very progressive yeah I, I remember. I remember. Yeah. So, um, but they, they dance and then she gets, she gets laid on the altar and then she goes and she touches his chest and she gets covered by bees. Mm, right. Yeah. And then she gets a big old smooch full of bees. Yeah. He has bees coming out of his mouth and he kisses her and he like puts bees in her mouth. It's, it's a very crazy kind of So she's asleep scene. again because she's a very sleepy person in this movie. She's asleep again. And the Candyman, while she was asleep, we saw him go retrieve Anthony and take him somewhere. We don't know where. Yeah. I mean, who's changing this kid's diapers? Who's giving him food and shit, though? The magic of the Candyman. (laughs) (laughs) So when she wakes up and she goes to search for Anthony, she can't find him inside where she thought he was. Right. But she can hear him. He's screaming and Mm -hmm. crying. Yeah, now he's crying. So she hears the cries and she goes to a pile of rubbish that is out in the courtyard of the housing projects. Right. It's just old mattresses and plywood and whatever, what other random crap. Mm -hmm. This is where like a whole gang of people come to like, sorry, am I like jumping the gun here? So she hears the baby crying in there and she still has that hook from earlier. Right. So she's using it to kind of pull her way up through the rubble, as in she'll hook up onto, let's say, a mattress and pull herself pull over herself there. Out. Yeah. And so she's making progress and she's getting in there to try to find this baby, mm-hmm. baby Anthony. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't realize that Jake sees her. Well, he doesn't exactly see her. He sees a hook moving in there, but she had already passed where he could see her. So he didn't know. He just thought it's the candy man. So he grabs everybody else there 
and they start throwing um, gasoline, gasoline all over on yeah. that whole pile. Yep. And they're going to set it ablaze. Yep. Burn that motherfucker up. Finally, though, Helen finds Anthony. But not before the Candyman found her. But just before they set it on fire. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So she gets the baby and they set it on fire. And and Helen sees the faces of everybody through the fire. She stabs Candyman with... A big old piece of sharp wood that was on fire. fire. Yeah, it was like a wooden stake on fire. And she tries to make her way out of the the burning pile of crap. Mm -hmm. And so the um, it starts falling on top of her. So she has this huge beam on her, on fire. She's on fire. She's crawling out. She finally gets out. She shows the baby. Um, people see that somebody's crawling out of the fire. They try to put it out. She shows them the baby. Anne Marie sees it's her child, and she grabs it and she's thankful. But Helen dies. Mm-hmm. She dies in her attempt to save the baby. Um, and then we get to a funeral scene after this, right? Where so we see Trevor again. After that, they're at the funeral, and there are only a few people there. It's Trevor, right, Trevor. Stacy, and a few other randos. Right. All right. Until. A group of people from the projects come to be, to pay their respects, but Jake throws the Candyman's hook into right on the in the like uh, like where they're into her grave, and you're like, site. what the yeah. fuck? Did that mean that he she's not part of the Candyman? Like, is that what's going to happen? Because shouldn't you not want that together? Right. Did they think she was the Candyman? I don't know. A lot of unanswered questions there. Back at home. Trevor is missing the fuck out of Helen. Yeah, because he's got Stacy, this young idiot who's, you know, might And be... she's making them din- making dinner with like an attitude. Yeah, she's all like, fuck, I got to do this stupid shit. She's like slamming yeah. steak around. It's ridiculous. Yeah, throwing the steak around. Yeah, and then she he's reminiscing about how how good um how Helen he would was. come home and Helen would have dinner ready and whatever and he misses her. And he says Helen five times in the bathroom as he's grieving her. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And, and then he what turns happens? off the light, and she comes back to kill him. Yep. She's there with her she hair burnt off and everything. No hair. She's burnt. <laughs> and Stacy runs to the bathroom mm-hmm. with the knife in her hand. Yep. And found finds that Trevor's Trevor like, has been killed the, the fuck <laughs> up. Killed the fuck up. We last see Helen as a mural in the projects. She's now part of that. She's urban part legend. of yeah. She's part of the urban legend now. Yeah. Now I have an issue. Okay. With Stacy. She doesn't wear a bra. No, she doesn't wear a bra. Yeah. But that's not the issue. That's, that's not actually the issue. a good thing. Yeah, I um, didn't think that was an issue either. Stacy is chopping pieces of steak in the most haphazard way. Oh right, yeah. But then she like, stabs herself with the like she cuts like her finger. She cuts her finger, and then she immediately puts the finger in her mouth. Hello, idiot! You've been cutting raw meat. Hey, yeah, I don't know. What's these... up with these women and their dirty, dirty hands? Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But you're right. She had her hands in raw meat and then she put her fingers in her mouth. I mean, some people like their their steak raw, you know, red, yeah. bloody, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so that was the movie. That was the movie. The credits roll. Um, and yeah. I mean, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I am so glad we did it. I was happy to watch it, for sure. 
Um, you know, there were some moments again where I just was, it kind of lost me. Not so much because I didn't know what was going on. It just seemed like this, I don't know. The one thing that I could say is like when she was getting like arrested or, or people weren't believing her because of what she said and they like were watching the videotape and there's nobody there. Like that was real. Like that could really happen to somebody. You could be So totally you're like start like, thinking about the people who may be in the mental, mental asylum, asylum yeah because of this kind of right stuff. like maybe they actually saw some entity coming to get them and whatever and they fell asleep woke up and next thing you know they're all bloody and they're all like you know being accused of, of murder like yeah yeah that's got to be a rough situation if that's really what happened you know but yeah absolutely it, it's um so but that part of it i felt like was some real realism or whatever and then there were other parts where I don't know. I just was kind of like a little well, bit whatever. So there were a lot of real parts of it. First of all, um, Helen actually mentions it herself where she says, you guys have things that are not solved. And me, a white woman, came in and made a complaint and suddenly there was somebody paying attention. Mm -hmm. right. That happens in real life. That happens in within our own with, within our own communities. You know, that just happens. And a lot of the times it's because people don't want to come forward. It's not snitching if you're saving somebody's life. But it's also hard when you have to still live in that same place. Yeah, because there's some people who wouldn't agree with you and they're going to be like, you snitched and fuck you. It's just, Yeah, but I, that's it. OK, so let me tell you, I have a friend who moved into the jungles, right? And she has the next door app. And somebody was killed, shot in the head recently. And in the next door app, they're like, if you know anything about this, please let us know. Our family needs closure, whatever, right? Right. And people started responding to this person like, why are you snitching? Why are you snitching? I'm going to find out who you are and where you are. Wow. You already took this person's family member from them. And now you're also going to threaten them for wanting to give a shit? Hey. It's all just fucked. Yeah, that's like, crazy. It's all like I know I've been making fun of Takashi Six Nine for snitching. For snitching, but that's because that's like, how do I say this? I don't condone any kind of criminal activity, <laughs> but there's criminal activity that is um, somebody selling drugs on the street because they came out of prison and they're unable to provide for their family with a real job because nobody wants to hire a felon. Right. And there's, then there's people that are murdering innocent people and raping children. Yeah. You know, That's you can snitch on one difference. and I'm fine, but snitching on the other is like, mm, you're a little bitch. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I don't know. But but there that that is very real. That is very very real. Yeah. There's also the aloofness of people of of our society not giving a fuck about people in these situations because for example, when you're in the projects, how the fuck do you get out? You don't even have enough to, if you had enough money to be able to move out of the projects, you wouldn't qualify to be in the projects while you save up money to move out. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword. It's, it's like, a triple-edged fucking yeah, sword. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it, it, the whole thing needs restructuring. Right. It's just all designed to keep kind of people stuck in the same hole. Mm -hmm. So um, and Chicago, I mean, I've been to nice places of Chicago. I've been to mostly rural areas of Chicago, but they're like 
I, I don't know how people live there. I'm sure it's wonderful, but I'm a California girl. I live down the street from the beach. Um, you know, my office up until recently, my office was a mile from the beach. All right, quick bragging, quick bragging. So I get it that I'm spoiled. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I get that I'm, I'm spoiled as far as the weather. But I pay extra for that fucking weather. Right, we pay for that weather. (laughs) And if you want to be in the fucking snow, fine. That's your thing. But I wouldn't. I pay extra for the weather and that's fine with me. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. We pay for this weather. So Yeah. But I love the movie. It was good. Um, I like the thought and idea that, yes, women are going to try to do this a little bit better. You know, the whole study, whatever it was, Mm, didn't exactly make the mark. But... The movie overall was good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm going to watch part two. The remake is going to be out soon uh, in 2020. I did see that. Something about there was going to be a remake. Yeah, Jordan Peele, I think. Oh, really? Jordan Peele again? I mean, I, he did a good job with some of his movies. I just, I don't want to see so many remakes. Like, I'm just done with the remakes. I mean, but anyways, whatever. I saw, what is it? Oh, was the first one? Get... Get Out. Oh, Get Out, yeah. Get Out was really good. Yeah. That was really good. I didn't see us. I thought Get Out was a little bit predictable. Like, I knew, like, hold on. There's this one black character. He's with a bunch of uppity white people. Some shit's going to go yeah, down. Yeah, I like, didn't know. It was in, like I, I, I didn't think it was that predictable. There were some really good, like, first-time things I've seen. So those were really good. But um, overall, I think it was a good movie. Yeah. I but we're not doing Get Out. We're right, doing right. <laughs> Candyman. Candyman, um, right. So in closing. We'll definitely, we'll do the um, the remake once it's out on our Patreon. And then a few months later, you'll be able to see it on, you'll be able to hear the audio. Yeah. But um, so. I, I'm looking forward to it. I would like to clarify that there is a real Candyman killer. But this movie is not based on that. This movie was based solely on something made up by Clive Barker. Oh, okay. Yeah. The real Candyman was Dean Carroll, who was um, was a serial killer who abducted, raped, tortured, and murdered almost 30 almost 30 teenage boys oh man between 1970 and 1973 in texas that's gotta be rough he was known as a candy man killer because his family owned and operated a candy factory and he used to give candy to the local children is that why they say don't take candy from strangers hey Um, little boy would you like some candy well it was also 1970 to 1973 which what i you you know, if you listen to this show, I call the, you know, the, 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 the era of the serial killer. Yeah. It was such a strange, strange time. Yeah. Well, the sixties were over. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I know when I was around back then, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, you know that I was carded this morning? You still look young. Not that I was buying, I was getting drunk this morning, but I was buying that bourbon that you're drinking right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, um. I, it's just it's just so like out of the stratosphere for me went to get carded so the, the <laughs> I was at the grocery store with my daughter and she's a teenager um and the cashier looks at my daughter looks at me looks at my daughter looks at me looks at my daughter looks at me and goes I don't know I need ID <laughs> of you <laughs> that's funny that's funny uh, hey, I remember something um, kind of off topic, but we I wanted to make a clarification from a slight um, 
mistake made on last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, just just one of them. It's I'm pretty sure you know it wasn't that noticeable. Is it the um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre two and three? Right. Yeah. 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 There was yeah. a part where we said that uh, Bill Mosley and the I forgot his name, but the guy who plays uh, Charlie and uh-huh. and uh, one was in part two and one was in part so three. So Bill Mosley was in part, part two. Part two. Right. Yeah. And oh, what is his name? Uh, Forey. Yeah, Kevin Forey or something like something that. Something Forey, Mr. Yeah. Forey. <laughs> yeah, he was, was in part, part three. three. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so we just wanted to clarify that because we went back and listened and was like, oh, yeah, wait. Well, shit, if I'm going to have to make corrections, we're going to have to <laughs> fucking make this a real thing because I think we have a lot of corrections to make. Wait, in this episode? No, just in general. Oh, nah, don't worry about it. Like it's, That it's, one for sure. <laughs> yeah, that one just was something whatever. But Again, we do this because we, I do this because I love horror movies. Yeah, I mean, I like. We're them not too. experts. No, nope. we just love them. <laughs> By no means, no. Yeah, I. I mean, I. I like them. I love them, but I like them. You really love them, but I. I I'm like, I like love them. <laughs> I, <laughs> you like it, like it, or do you like it? I like it, like it, it like it. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy horror, and yeah. that's why I'm here. Yeah. And thank you so much for coming and listening to us yet again. Hmm. Uh, I am so glad that we're expanding and we're growing. And yes, I made the joke about moving from the bedroom to the living room. But this is a big deal for us. We are actually going to be in our own little studio space. Hopefully, yeah. By the end of November. And that's coming up right quick. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's exciting, exciting changes. The Patreon should be ready to go soon. We have some um, episodes that are um, audio and video um, that are going to be posted on there. Um, also, any new release movies are going to be reviewed there. They will be released as regular episodes a few months after the movies are out. Um, we also are going to do my rabbit hole episodes on the Patreon page. So um, as soon as all that information is ready, we will send out a news blast to all of our newsletter subscribers. Mm-hmm. And we will definitely tweet that out as well. Yes, she's on it, man. Heidi's on it. I guess it does. Yeah, you do. All right. All right. So, again, thanks a lot for listening. Please subscribe if you haven't done so. Tell a friend. Give us a rating. And visit us on our website, icecreampodcast.com. There you can sign up for the newsletter so you can get be the first ones to get information on Patreon, merchandise, uh, new episode releases. Um, we are on Instagram at I underscore scream S C R E A M underscore parlor. And on Facebook and Twitter, we are ice cream podcast. That's right. Um, definitely give us a like and a follow, like, you know, like we said, (laughs) whatever. Um, it it really means a lot to us. I definitely would love to have more, um, suggestions of movies because yeah. we are going through the list i mean we're only on episode 19 and that list had about 50 but it already is feeling like slim pickings we haven't done a lot of the big like heavy hitter movies um well this is like the exorcist but this is the most month of halloween time yeah. of the so, year we can, can get into up that vocals for me please thanks in post Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah i like we can do a lot of these other ones a lot of the most like better known movies but i really love the classics mm-hmm. i really love obscure um and 
next week for sure we're going to be releasing the wizard of gore because i was all ready and geared up for that one yeah we we still gotta watch that movie we started watching it a little bit and then we didn't uh finish well, it i've already and, like, seen it a few i know well we both saw it <laughs> together not for the podcast but now we have to rewatch it for the podcast um we'll get through it next week that's that's fine just again Candyman kind of happened to be dropped in our lap and we're like let's do this one it's a sign yeah we, we <laughs> wanted to do it before and now we get to do it this time so yep and coming up soon we are going to be um we're going to have our first guest on the show and that will be buddy chambers most many of you may know that he is a director he's going to come and talk to us about alien alien he's he a huge alien fan oh, expert said- almost um, <laughs> i thought you said he has a huge alien um, he probably does. <laughs> and then fill in the blank. <laughs> and he, um, money train, and I think money train or blood train, one of those. Money I'll get, train. I'll get it right. <laughs> money train, I think was a was a George Clooney and uh, um, Jennifer Lopez, or was that you turn? I don't know. Anyways, money train, money train, yeah. Wesley Snipes, I don't know. Can't ah. Well, anyway, he has a really good movie coming out. Cool. Um, and I'm excited to learn about it. So that so will, we, the full interview will be on the Patreon page, but he will also be co-hosting our episode with us. Yeah, that'll be fun. We've, uh, you know, again, looking forward to having some guests on eventually, and this will be one of the first ones, and that'll be fun. Fun, fun. Get to talk to somebody else. Yeah. Not just have to stare at you for an hour. <laughs> Poor <kidding>. fucking you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love it. So much fun. Would you like to try again? all right that's all for us see you soon signing off until next time okay bye